Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. I know you guys are fired up for the Governor's Cup tonight. That is something that you're just... Yeah, the Governor's Cup is uh, tonight. So if you're going, enjoy yourself. Uh, weather's nice. It's going to be maybe maybe a touch chilly, just a little bit. So have like a light jacket with you. But the weather is going to be great. The baseball, uh, not so much. Apparently, also, uh, there's no streaming option tonight because it's the year 2023. And you can't video stream a baseball game being played between two SEC teams that have a combined budget of like $250 million. I can't find a way to to air that, though. I mean, with technology today, it's just so tough. All you need is an iPad, really. That That's that's about it. Can't manage that, though. Uh, but it's probably a welcome thing for a lot of you guys not having to uh, to watch that tonight. But either way, I appreciate you being a part and hanging out with me, got some basketball things, and then the Mike Bianco interview from yesterday's radio show. But first, I want to remind you that if you're listening to this in browser, don't do that. Pull out your favorite podcast app. We appreciate you checking out the website, but still. Uh, pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, like, leave a rating, and a review, and all that good stuff. Also, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Let's take a distraction from the bad baseball and talk about something fun. So. Chris Beard was on John Rothstein's podcast. John Rothstein, the guy that does the, uh, you know, we sleep in May, this is March, that kind of stuff. That that goofy guy that just absolutely loves college basketball more than any person on earth. A lot of people make fun of him. I think it's hilarious. You know, we, we need more people in media that just love what they cover, and Rothstein is one of those guys. He's kind of goofy, but whatever. Does a really good podcast, and uh, Chris Beard was on it. I encourage you to check out the entire thing, uh, honestly. It's, it's a good interview and worth listening to. But there is the, the one thing that stood out to everybody in this, and it's the throwback, the throwback game. Uh, apparently, it's something that he's done at basically every stop that, that he has had. It's uh, something that... It's not entirely unique. I believe Ohio State does it every year. They've got two arenas very similar to Old Miss. They have. I've actually been inside of both. Uh, the old one, I like better than than the new one. The new one feels very like NBA corporate, and the old one feels like college basketball. And, and the seating, you're like on top of the court, and old wooden seats and all that. Anyway, point is, Ohio State does something like that. They wear old throwback uniforms and they play in the old arena. And apparently Chris Beard wants that to happen as well. The podcast was called College Hoops Today, of course, with John Rostein. Here's a, a bit of a quote for you. The Tad Pad is what they call it here. It's still on campus, so we're we're doing everything we can to try to get a throwback game in that gym this year. Somebody needs to tell Chris Beard that he needs to check the weather uh, to make sure that it's not raining that day that he wants to do the throwback game. But I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, truthfully, one of my favorite college memories is it happened in that building. It was, uh, I've actually still got the basketball. I don't know if I've told you guys this story or not, but when I was a student, um, I was a student during the Marshall Henderson years. 
And Frank Haith and Missouri came to town. And Missouri's ranked number 10. And we were like second row in the student section, got there real early, me and like a handful of guys that I'm still really close friends with to this day. Uh, love them uh, dearly. Anyway, so I'm sitting with like a, a group of my really good friends. Ole Miss wins the game. Marshall Henderson throws the ball just up into the air. I happen to catch that basketball, and we take off because security was trying to get the ball back, and I still have it right here. I'm actually looking at it right now in my home office um, on the second shelf with all my other sports memorabilia stuff. I still have that basketball. One of my, fa- I mean, and, and all of you uh, probably have something similar where, where you have this, this deep memory where something good, a lot of good things happened in that building, the Chris Warren shot over Kentucky being a, another one, um, hit that three to, to win that game. That was an incredible environment. But that building stood, obviously, for decades. And before the aliens come and take it uh, back to the mothership, uh, I love this idea. Before they tear it down, I love this idea. I, I mean, who knows if the venue can actually hold a few thousand people at, at this point. But you, you, you rock an old jersey, and you play old music, and you play in the old arena. I, I I love, I love, I love that idea. It'd be a game that I would want to go to. The pavilion's incredible. It's an awesome building, but there's there's nothing like a, a little nostalgia from from time to time. It's I think it's a great idea. And, and kudos to Chris Beard for for wanting to bring that to Ole Miss because if you know me. You know that I love the novelty stuff when it comes to my sports. I I love the bowl games on baseball fields. I loved the Tennessee-Virginia Tech game on the infield at Bristol. I don't know why they haven't done that again. That needs to happen. I I absolutely love stuff like that. I love the basketball games on the aircraft carriers. I loved that the NHL uh, set up a a rink uh, on the banks of Lake Tahoe and and played NHL games. I, I love the stadium series that they do. Uh, Major League Baseball doing the Field of Dreams game. That kind of stuff grabs me. And and to do that on your campus is a great idea. And, and speaking of Chris Beard, he did get a recruit. More on that in a second. Um, So far, uh, he has, to, to my knowledge, spent his time at Ole Miss being heavily involved locally. Like, he is, he is around. He is seen. He has directly engaged with boosters to ask them for help in NIL. Um, He has talked to people about season tickets. He's gone to football practices. He's around. He is, he's seen. And that is something that I, I guess maybe shouldn't be like something to cheer about because all coaches should do that. They all should be engaged in the community. They all should be, be talking to boosters and, and stuff. But, you know, when your football coach is the exact opposite of that, it, it's interesting to see that just the the exact opposite. Uh, Chris Beard is is heavily engaged uh, with where he is. And and you hear some of that uh, in the Rothstein podcast that I mentioned that you should check out. Um, he is clearly highly motivated and his, his, his actions, uh, I think, are proving that so far. Now, he hasn't coached a game yet. It's it's very easy to sell when you haven't lost a game yet, which I don't think he'll do much of that. He's too good of a coach to produce a losing product. 
Uh, I just I don't expect that to be the case, but it is uh, it is evident that that he wants to be visible locally and is visible locally and and has made contact with. I mean, I I spoke to a, a person that I know that that donates some money, but not a lot, uh, but but some, and he's spoken one on one with Chris Beard, just like, hey, you, you going to buy tickets? Like, would appreciate your support, that kind of stuff. I mean, this is not like your high level booster. This is just a guy that that gives some money to the school and buys football tickets and uh, in the past has bought basketball tickets, but stopped doing that. Uh, I think after they retained Kermit last March and ha- has spoken with the basketball coach one-on-one just, and nothing like just, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm coach beard. Great to meet you. Hope to see you in the pavilion. Hope you buy some tickets. Appreciate your support. Like had that one-on-one conversation. That that matters to a lot of people, and if you get people to think that you care about them, they're more likely to give money for you to get players so you can do things like this. Ole Miss picked up uh, the commitment yesterday. Not surprising. Uh, It's been reported that there was mutual interest for at least a few days now. Arizona State transfer Austin Nunez, he's a guard, uh, has uh, committed to Ole Miss officially on – uh, on Twitter, he did it yesterday on Twitter. Uh, he used the quote to step into the sip, which, you know, I kind of like it, honestly. But uh, did, had limited playing time uh, in, in his year at, at Arizona State. But the shooting splits are really, really good. 38% from three, uh, for example. At, at times last year, he showed that he has the ability. Uh, he's really explosive, um, athletic, uh, appears to be a good finisher at the rim, shoots the basketball well. Uh, had a ton of interest, uh, Baylor, Maryland, Notre Dame, Vanderbilt, uh, among others. He's a former McDonald's All-American. Uh, a really, really good pickup. So that's the second one now uh, so far for Chris Beard. After also locking down Brakefield and Morrell, suddenly you've got a starting five uh, taking shape uh, for Ole Miss, and they're not done either. So really nice pickup for uh, Chris Beard and for Ole Miss. And uh, the basketball program, again, it's April. They haven't played a game yet, but there is some some positive local momentum uh, so far from uh, the basketball program, which is always a good thing. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology and your business is located anywhere in Mississippi, check them out. Again, ABSMS.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, uh, whether it's copiers and printers or mail machines or IT projects, cloud storage, data security, technology in the office, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You'll get that assessment for free. Also, the podcast is brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority with 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. If you have internet connection, uh, you can access their online banking, but it's more than just checking balances. It's bill pay services. It's transferring funds. Uh, a one-stop shop with Priority One Bank's online banking. They also have loan local loan servicing. You don't have to get on Zoom or get on the phone to talk to somebody out of state. It's somebody right here that you can look at face-to-face that will have all of your loan servicing options. Priority One Bank, let them make you their priority. All right, here's that Mike Bianco interview from yesterday. It's uh, it's Richard and him. So uh, talks about the LSU series, 
there's there's not a, a whole lot to discuss. Frankly, with this baseball team moving forward, barring a miracle, which is 10 and 2 or better, I think 10 and 2 gives them a puncher's chance at making the tournament. Otherwise, they're not going to make the postseason. The, the conversation needs to shift to what's next, and it's mostly centered around uh, recruiting and portaling and replacing the entirety, almost the entirety, of their lineup. Now, you feel good about some young guys. You've gotten good stuff from JT Quinn lately. I assume Rivas is back. Hunter Elliott will be back. Pitching appears to be in pretty good shape going into next season. You've seen some good things from Furnace. You've seen some good things from Utermark, but uh, they have got to be aggressive in the portal. They've got to tamper, honestly, because that's what it takes. Uh, And the money aspect of it is... um, is a thing that's going to have to be talked about moving forward. But for now, here's an interview with Mike Bianco, and that will end the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you on the next one. Bianco, who had some other obligations this evening, but still kind enough to spend a few minutes with us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Um, Coach, I appreciate you joining us. I'm going to be honest, I don't even know exactly what to ask uh, right now. I know this was a, a really difficult weekend for your ball club. Lose on Friday, lose on Saturday, and then just kind of a gut punch loss to to your team yesterday at the very end. After you'd kind of climbed out of the hole and, and gotten back and taken the lead, where do you go from here with your guys? Well, you know, you got no other choice but to, to you know, move forward. And, uh, you know, it's hard. You know, it's... Uh, you know, we, we, we say it all the time in sports, you know, it's, 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 it replicates life. It's, uh, uh, there's no, you know, greater metaphor. You know, the, this is a learning experience that, you know, it's, man, it's tough to go through. And, you know, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you were sitting in the stands on, on Sunday, it's tough, you know, and so you can imagine, you know, uh, what the players, what the coaches, what everybody that's invested in this is going through. So it's tough, but, but, but you'll survive it. You know, uh, just like a lot of you know bad things, there's a lot worse things that can happen to you in life, and and so our guys, you know, we had you know the light practice today because we got to get down to Jackson tomorrow, but uh, yeah, it's tough, it's tough, but they they keep moving forward and they keep showing up, and that's a, that's a good thing. So the end of that game yesterday, I, I would imagine when Judd Utermark hits the the dramatic home run to make it six to four, maybe even Alderman before that when he ties the game up at at four, and then you take the lead. It's got to feel like this incredible emotional lift after the last couple of games. And then you're kind of cruising along in the ninth with, with two outs. And then all of a sudden it's like Mitch Morell, who's been, been so good and hadn't allowed a hit. It, it was like he just kind of lost the control a little bit. From your yeah. perspective, what happened there? Well, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's hard to, to get in the mind of an athlete sometimes. And, uh, you know, uh, you're right. You're, you're one pitch away, but, you know, the, the thing that, you know, really hurts you is, you know, the walk to Jones, the HBP, mm-hmm. you know, to Joe Bear to, to get to the, the, the pinch hitter. And so, you know, uh, as a coach, you're, you're happy that you got the first two outs and you're an out away with a two run lead. And, you know, so the, your worst enemy is, uh, you know, base runners, right? And especially free base runners. And you want to make them hit it. And Mitch knows that. It's, uh, but it's, you know, it's that part of sometimes it's that's why this game's hard. That's why this game's, you know, very unforgiving. And that's why, you know, sports, it's tough, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you try your best, you know, and, you know, he wanted to make the pitch and, you know, uh, it's tough, you know, when the other guy, you know, beats you in that situation. I'm curious about 
player development and and Judd Utermark or uh, Utermark in particular. And I'm thinking about Kemp Alderman, and I don't know they're not the same player, obviously. But you think about year one with Kemp Alderman, when he connects, he can hit it like four miles. But he chased so many bad pitches and then kind of rebuilt himself as a hitter and had a huge season. He's just having an incredibly special year. Do you see any similarities with Utermark with as he gets some opportunities? that There's clearly a ton of power and talent there, but he's kind of got to learn the strike zone and learn when to go after pitches and when to lay off pitches and, and maybe see a similar trajectory? No, I, I think that's you know it's a it's a great comp and and maybe another one that we talk a lot about maybe just because of body style and, and similarities in their athleticism is Elko. You know, you know, it's hard to you know compare anybody to the captain, but when you talk about the size, you know, six four, six five, athletic, can play corner infield, can play corner outfield. Uh, you know, big right handed hitter like Kemp, like Elko, that can hit it from foul pole to foul pole and out in just about any ballpark. Uh, he's had obviously more opportunities, but not many more than, than Kemp did. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's not a bad comp, and you know, <laughs> we'd be really happy if it turns out like that. You know, uh, you know into a sophomore junior year in terms of rebuilding your roster not because of a specific record but because of the guys that you've got that are in the field that are either out of eligibility or or draft eligible and likely to hear their names called they're going to be a lot of spots to fill a year from now where are you in the recruiting process because we know so much baseball is recruiting early and early signing but the transfer portal has changed things and you've obviously had yeah, big contributors the last couple of years that you've you've picked up. Will you have to be heavier this year in the transfer portal market than you've ever been? Oh, I think so. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a doubt of that. And, and part of that's hard to uh, to to really even talk about, you know, right now because you know the portal for us is different than the other sports where kids are going into the portal really early. You know, baseball it doesn't usually happen until the end of the season because you know the guys that you're going to want are the guys that are playing. Right, you know, you don't want the guys that are not playing on some other team. You're going to want the guys, the guys that are going to impact our roster next year, or guys that are, you know, stars, you know, at some other team for whatever reason, you know, they they want to leave that school. If it's the play in the SEC, if it's, you know, uh, you know, uh, how much playing time, you know, if they want to play another position, those types of things. Where, you know, I think in the other sports, and I don't want to speak to football and basketball, but it seems like that's the case where kids go to portal very early. You know, the best baseball players aren't doing that until the end of the season and so um, you know we're going to have to see how that plays out certainly you know a really good recruiting class coming in but what's that going to look like through the draft you know so that's another obstacle that we have to deal with is once you sign them you, you got to get them to show up on campus and so we got some you know some high profile guys that we we need to make sure get to campus as well so but I think you know uh, your assumption is right when you look at how many position players we're going to lose especially uh, we're certainly going to have to do They'll probably dive into the portal more than we ever have. So what about the role that, that NIL plays in that? I mean, nobody really goes on record with numbers, but I think it's pretty well assumed that, you know, you look at LSU's roster and the guys that they brought in, they, they spent a lot of money through the, the NIL piece. I know you work with the Grove Collective. Are you having to be involved in I don't know fundraising. Yeah, but by, yeah, by, yeah, by, by NCAA rules, you know, we're not allowed to, 
you know, it's it's not our job to, to, to sell a kid on the institution as far as, you know, what the kid's going to get paid. You know that, Richard. But, but uh, you know, the, I think what you're asking is, 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 is a fair question. And when, when you look at, you know, I think NIL, it really has to do with, you know, what, you know, uh, how popular your sport is to your fans. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's where NIL is getting generated from the fans and the people, the businesses that support your program. Uh, those, those, you know, and so when you look around the football, when you look around the baseball, when you look around the basketball, you know, the ones that you know, seem like they'll have the most opportunity NIL-wise will be the, the ones that, you know, generate the most revenue, you know, as baseball programs. And so, you know, certainly when you look at our attendance and what we do, you know, as far as season tickets, there's a lot of interest here, you know, for, for uh, you, know, you know, people that, you know, like baseball. So, you know, that works in our favor. So, so you think you'll have, not you specifically, but you think the Grove Collective will have the resources in place to, to give you the tools you need? Uh, the Grove Collective has been terrific, and I, I probably want to leave it at that, Richard. You're That's really right. trying to, you're, you're really on the fringes here. Gotcha. Well, I don't want to put you in a bad spot. Uh, this week, you mentioned Tuesday night, uh, Mississippi State Governor's Cup game. That's obviously always a, a big game and one that's important to fans and to your team. No doubt. And, uh, you know, that's, we've, we've said it here, you know, week in and week out, you know, several times I know. Uh, but after a really, really tough weekend and a tough Sunday, um, you know, uh, it's, it's a, what, what an opportunity to get back out on the field against your arch rival, play good competition against them, you know, with, in front of a lot of your fans and, you know, uh, you know, in an exciting atmosphere. So, you know, I know our guys are looking forward to it. Coach, always appreciate your time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.